Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Tizer Evans, who is the VP of an insurance company, a fellow podcast host, and a sales consultant. Tizer, how are you doing? Good, Timothy. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no, thanks for having on. We love to love to record the show, love to have you on, love to help you with your dreams and goals. So we like to jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things that you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, well, fun. Jeez, I work a lot. Um, but about myself, you know, I'm a, I'm a California native. I grew up in the wine country, a beautiful place to grow up. Then I spent 15 years in Southern California, living the beach life. Um, then journeyed out to Atlanta, Georgia, and and then ended up here in Houston, Texas. I'm married, got two boys, three dogs. And you see, a f- full schedule of work. Um, but for fun, you know, I'm an as weird as it sounds, I'm an avid reader. Um, my wife and I like to stay really physically fit. So we're in the gym six, seven days a week. And then we like to travel, uh, leaving the for a trip. We got a trip to Mexico next month. Um, so that's just, we just, you know, who knows any given weekend, we're all always off doing some new adventure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so tell us a little bit more about what you do and what your podcast is about and what your sales consulting business is like. Yeah. So, you know, I've been in insurance for a long time, um, managing people, production roles, and uh, it, interesting, I got the, the chance to work with a lot of small business owners and medium-sized businesses. And I was kept seeing this common thread that they were struggling with their own sales processes, even though I was selling to them. And so just kind of organically started helping clients um, kind of fine-tune their sales processes and just kind of mimicking what I was doing um, at work. Uh, that's kind of been my specialty is how to flip sales teams. Now I've successfully flipped seven uh, failing sales teams. Um, and to being profitable and getting the revenue up anywhere from 20 to about 100%. Um, so, okay, I've just kind of done a little bit of everything. I've started uh, three e-commerce businesses. I mentioned two. I've got another one launching another three to four months. So, invest in real estate. I'm kind of all over the board, man. I get into crypto. I, you know, life's about having fun. So, I just kind of dabble in a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. That's that's a dream to kind of have the freedom to pursue the things that you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it comes with a little bit of discipline and time management. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. It's fun. You know, why not try to go after it all? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit more about your motivation and what gets you up and keeps you going every day. You know, um, it's a great question. For a long time, it was really, I grew up a lower middle class, um, you know, no knock to my parents. They just didn't have it. They had a really rough start. And so um, it took them a while to get themselves to a place that was financially comfortable. And so the, the term I heard growing up was, you know, financially embarrassed. I think my parents' combined income growing up was probably about fifty thousand dollars. You know, um, living in one country—that's not a lot of money. Um, and so, uh, you know, I was the kid that got made fun of for not having uh, the Nikes. I had to go to Payless and get the Spalding shoes. And so um, I just made a decision early on that my family or my kids would never be put in a position to, not that they would understand work and what work ethic is, but they wouldn't be put in a position where they'd have to want for anything. 
And so I just set out with really financial, lofty financial goals for myself and kind of had of a do whatever it takes type mentality. So whenever I had a family, I would be ready. And uh, fortunately, I was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that is a powerful motivator, you know, wanting something better for your kids than what you had growing up yourself. Uh, that's admirable. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Tell us a bit about your dreams and goals. You know, dreams and goals. I mean, for me, yeah, I've been on a, a I think a, a real quest and dream to be financially free, um, to just not have to worry about exploring the things I want to explore. Uh, dreams is just want to travel and meet as many cool people and experience as many different cultures as possible, you know, and it's one of those things that comes with the price tag, right? And so I'm, I'm a huge proponent that it's my duty and obligation to contribute and to make as much money as possible in order to make those dreams come true. Um, people get it sometimes uh, reversed where they think that it's being greedy. Now there's nothing, it's being greedy, staying small and staying poor. So, uh, you know, I just, I just want to go live life to the fullest and have some unique experiences while I'm here. And, um, you know, as Ed Millette would say, max out to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah, man. You near about quoted the TEDx rule right there. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge proponent. When I started listening to Grant about four years ago, um, it's interesting. It resonated with me because we grew up uh, similar. I never lost my dad, but um, my dad's still alive. But we had very similar type of upbringings and experiences, and so I, I appreciated his raw and authenticness and uh, and applying the 10x principles to my life since that time four years ago. I've 3x my income. And, um, you know, had started to had an incredible different type of trajectory to my life. Yeah, man, I uh, listened to 10X World probably about a year, year and a half ago, and I was still in college. And, you know, I was about to jump in very similar to you, lower middle class. Um, <laughs> and it just completely changed everything. Like as soon as I started implementing it, it attracted different people. Like yeah. people looked at me differently. I looked at myself differently. I started taking more action. And that's like a continual like, okay, you fall off. Well, no, re-10x, like keep on the 10x mindset and the 10x action and surround yourself with that. And it really does change your life. It really does. Yeah. Isn't it interesting though, too, how you start to attract different types of caliber of people? Yeah. Yeah. No, literally I've <laughs> you know, actually, the reason you're on the podcast right now is because of the 10x rules effect in my life. I like 10x the goal I had. And because of that, a dude reached out to me on LinkedIn, we had a connection. And then I worked at a company for a little bit from that connection, jumped into full time real estate, you know, I've switched it up since then, because real estate mm -hmm. wasn't real estate sales wasn't what I wanted investing is the golden path, but <laughs> sales wasn't what I wanted. Um, but anyway, went to a summit where I met a guy who told me about a daily podcast, Whitney Sewell. He's like an apartment syndicator. And because of that, I've ramped my podcast up to daily, which is why you're here today, which is so awesome. Crazy. Yeah, it is, man. That's kudos to you. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is for sure. It is for sure, but it's fun. And I love to talk to people about their dreams and goals and make them happen. So Awesome. Well, on the quest to be financially free and you want to travel, meet as many cool people and as many uh, different cultures as possible. You got any other dreams or goals on the bucket list? You know, I, I think for me, one of the big things, too, is creating generational wealth, um, you know, setting not only my kids up, but uh, um, my grandchildren up, my great grandchildren, if I can. I, I manage this guy. Um, 
uh, back when I was in Southern California, his name was, his name is Rad, uh, Radomir, but he goes by Rad, which is a cool name is a Polish dude. And he came, um, he was telling me in Poland that, you know, one of the things that the parents do is they work to save, to buy their kids, their first house. And that really got me thinking about how our, you know, one, we, we have terrible financial literacy in this country. Um, but, you know, you come like yourself and you come out of college, you're, you're indebted, right? To typically, unless you got a scholarship, which not a lot of us do, or grants. And even then, if you do, they don't usually cover your whole tuition. So you start life in debt. And then you try to go find your significant other, and then you have a child and you're, they're expensive, right? Then you buy a house, then you're more in debt. And so I was trying, you know, I, I, it was like, if I could start to create generational wealth through life insurance vehicles and saving of uh, 529s for my kids, not only could I pay for their college, but, you know, a gift would be able to buy their first house or at least give them a down payment for their first home so they could have, you know, start life with a, a fresh slate and then have that uh, trickle down to generationally. Yeah. So just creating generational wealth through different type of financial vehicles is a, is a real big lofty goal of mine. Uh, so I can help set up, you know, kind of that Warren Buffett mentality of not necessarily going to pay for everything in their life, but making sure they have a clean, fresh start life and they're not um, automatically coming out of school or starting life with debt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And so what is that financially free number for you? Like how much money do you have coming in per month residually? So, you know, for me, well, what I, what I, what I think I need and probably what I need are two different numbers, but, you know, statistically people nowadays need about $1.9 million to retire comfortably. Right. So I put a lofty goal. I want to have at least a nest egg of 50 million when I retire. And, you know, based on uh, the different, you know, I've invested with grant and um, other vehicles I have going, you know, I, I'm at a place now where I know that I'll retire with at least 10 million. Um, if I did nothing else at 37, so, which is, it's just good numbers. So now it's just compounding and double down. You know, we, we, I always joke, uh, like my buddy asked me to go to lunch last week. I go, I don't got any money in my checking account. He's like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, I, I know, you know, roughly about how much you make. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm cash poor, you know, uh, cause cash is trash. Like Grant says, right. So I try to have as much money as I possibly can going to as many vehicles as, uh, I can tolerate, um, and my wife can tolerate, uh, without sacrificing our lifestyle. Um, so that's just, you know, one of the ways to get there is, you know, um, don't try to get rich, get rich for sure. And the best way to do that is to, to invest. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And so you said right now you're on pace to retire with 10 million. Right. So what I have saved um, from uh, financial investments already, uh, I have like life insurance, uh, vehicles, Roths, IRAs, um, and then uh, real estate. So if I did nothing else, just the compound interest uh, when I turned 65 would give me about a nest egg of about 10 million. So keep pounding on that. Hopefully we'll get to that, that 50 or plus mark. I love that. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, if there are one or two people that you could meet right now or one or two types of people that you could meet right now that would really help you take the next steps in being financially free, continuing to 10x your life like you've already done and creating that generational wealth, who would those people be and how would they do it? Um, you know, I, I would definitely like to sit down with Grant. He's, he's been a big influence in my life. Uh, so definitely Grant Cardone. And then I would, I would probably say um, also uh, Andy Frisella. You know, I, I like Andy Frisella. He's really raw and he's not for everybody. I guess either is Grant Cardone though either. But, you know, listening to a guy who, you know, made 
combined $58,000 over the course of 10 years and now runs one of the largest supplement companies in the world and, you know, uh, makes nine figures or at least has a nine figure company is impressive. The, the, the amount of mental fortitude you have to be able to with for 10 years of never losing sight of your vision and understanding then how to scale and pivot, um, and go to different processes that, that really intrigues me. It's because the, the fun part's about the journey, right? The fun part is the pivoting, the zigging, the zagging. I don't, if I never get to my end goal, I don't really care. It's more about, did I max out on my potential while I was trying to get there? Um, and did I do everything? It was within my scope and realm of possibility to do it. I love that. Awesome. What are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams? of generational wealth, financial freedom, 10X, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, general people, I think that, you know, as a society, we tend to, uh, especially now we're all triggered, right? And uh, everything's about pointing out everybody else's faults and fallacies and stuff like that. And I think that the more that I want to surround my people that just want to love on other people, you know, I want people that want to root for me uh, behind my back as much as they say they do to my face. And uh, those are the type of people I look for and I like to surround myself with, you know, people that, um, that don't have my back or don't lift me up. They don't want to celebrate my wins. I don't really want them in my life. I love that. That's really important because community is key to success. So tell us a little bit about how that sort of community has played a role in your success and what it was like before. Yeah. Well, you know, my twenties, um, I had a hard time of not uh, having a victimhood type mentality and blaming, you know, uh, my upbringing and I didn't have the right friends. You know, I had to work two jobs in college and I was in debt. Right. I had this whole different type of different type of mentality. And um, as I started to through some hitting some rock bottoms, some tough times in, in my late twenties, I started to shift and I took ownership of everything in my life. And then I started connecting with people who did the same. And I started connecting with people who were doing financially better um, that wanted to see me win. Then the trajectory of my life really started to change. And so, you know, for me then it's like Tony Robbins said, uh, living is giving. And so then now I've tried to, um, help mentor people in their twenties. Um, I said, probably like three, three people right now that on a weekly basis, I help, you know, mentor through sales, uh, financial literacy. And then I give to three different charities every month as well. Cause it's important to me uh, to give back to the community. Absolutely. I love that. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. So what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. A uh, book would be uh, Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. Gotcha. Why? It was the first book I read when I was 16, 15, 16. It was the first book to give me a different type of scope with how we as humans live within the confines of uh, the community of the world. I don't want to go woo woo, um, you know, but for me, I had never really analyzed uh, how we differentiate ourselves from the ecosystem and the community of everything else that exists. You know, we, we have a, a taker type mentality where we think everything was put here for us. And so we take it as though it's never going to uh, disappear. And then it was the first time I taught myself or learned about the agricultural revolution and how we got away from this hunter gatherer mentality, which, you know, it's great to have advancements in technology, but uh, we just completely stopped respecting mother earth. And, and so it gave me a new appreciation for how to view life um, all the way across the board. And so, you know, for me, I grew up Catholic, but I've got, 
Ganesh and Buddha tattooed on my forearms. Cause I just think that we're all uh, trying to get to a, you know, the same type of place using different types of vehicles. And I like the Buddhist approach of just respecting all life. Um, so that was really influential for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Has that at all impacted other areas of your life? You would say like in business in family life in social life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'd say definitely in business because, uh, I've always judged people on the, their merit or their character. And so, you know, you'll see on my teams that I've, I've hired people, it, you know, <laughs> you get all walks of life because I just, I just want to vibe with good people. And so I think that that's helped me actually create results that most people wouldn't because they're looking for a specific pro profile of a salesman. Um, you know, a great example is that I hired a retired teacher on one of my, on my teams. People are like, what do you mean? This woman was a teacher for 30 years and you're going to hire her as a salesperson. She's a savage. I said, you watch. And she was, she became a top tier sales person on my team. So, you know, um, I think that that's really helped me in business because I always think outside the box and I go places where most won't. And it's always uh, served me really well. For sure. I love that. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? Every morning, uh, I start with meditation. You know, I got to get the mind right. got to have time for me, especially as a father and a husband and all the different things I've got going on. If I don't make an hour or two for myself, then, you know, I let the day come at me as opposed to me going out today. Yeah. And so what does your meditation look like? Is it like deep breathing techniques? Is it like walking? Is it exercise or... Yeah. So I have a pretty structured morning routine. I'm one of those guys. Uh, I'm usually up about a quarter to five. Uh, my meditation, I could do TM sometimes where I have a more of a mantra. Other times it's, it's focused on um, the breath. I like to mix it up. Sometimes I'll do a Buddhist technique where I meditate with my eyes open. And then usually after that, I do the Wim Hof breathing map to, to get my breath holds in and really focus on alkalizing my body. And then I usually head, head out to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the Wim Hof uh, breathing. So, you know, are you familiar with Wim Hof? Like just barely, which is why I want you to educate me. Yeah. So Wim Hof is a guy from the Netherlands. Um, you know, he, he was a kind of, I guess it kind of would say like a loner kind of growing up, just a different kind of guy. Uh, ended up getting married, had four kids and his wife committed suicide, jumped off an eight story building um, and left him with the four kids. So very tragic obviously in a tremendous amount of pain. And so what he did was he went back to mother nature and started uh, immersing himself into cold water, you know, in the Netherlands and it gets pretty cold and then started using uh, breath work and um, ice therapy to really start to heal himself spiritually. And so um, now there's all kinds of obviously immune system and physical benefits, health benefits to alkalizing your body. But a lot of it for me is just mental um, as well. Um, but there's all kinds of, you know, different type of stuff you can do. One of the things people don't realize is through meditation or breath work, you can release DMT, you know, which is the chemical that you release right before you die. And you can have some really cool, uh, spiritual experiences without having to take it from the plant and tripping for, for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, you can do that. You can, you can do that naturally. And he teaches you not the goal, but just really, um, some of the benefits. So, but for me, I've done a lot of public speaking or if I'm, you know, having a high stress day, I can always kind of check out for three or four minutes, go into my breathing, come back completely centered and then uh, re-engage and re-attack. Gotcha. And when did you start this breathing, um, like the breathing techniques and the meditation and were you skeptical of it? When you um, no, my mom, um, 
my mom has meditated my entire life. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I could represent mom's a nurse practitioner, but, um, She's also a Reiki master. So I grew up around someone who believed in energy healing that meditated every day. Uh, I meditated, uh, I would say consistently every day for the last 10 years. And I started the breathing, uh, I'd say about two years ago with the Wim Hof stuff. So that awesome. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to, to take if you're already doing it to really push towards your goals of building that generational wealth and that financial freedom? I'm just showing up every day. You know, uh, I've got a tattoo on the inside of my, oh, you can't see it, but I've got a full sleeve. Um, on the inside of my uh, right uh, elbow, I have a gashla, which means every day in Gaelic. And so every day I just, you know, it's just that old adage, right? I do try to be 1% better every day with showing up for my family, for uh, people I work with. And uh, as long as I, I can give myself that commitment and I finish the day at 120%, I'm happy. I love it. All right. Now I want to ask you about the importance of clarity in your kind of journey of success and 10x. Your clarity is hard, man. Um, it's really hard. So I, you know, I, I, I still bounce around and sometimes I've gone, I've had success and now I, you know, I don't really have to trip about money as much and, uh, you know, but it's still like, what, where am I going? And, and, and I think that that's, maybe that's always that way. I don't know. Um, so one of the things that I do is I just, if like, if it's something that speaks to me, like an idea, I write it down and I flush it out. I heard Ty Lopez speak at the 10 X conference three years ago. He said, if you have an idea, start the company within two weeks. So, you know, I'll go through this, this kind of, um, these mental obstacles. If I have an idea, I flush it out. I write the pros and cons. I do that with a lot of my life. And, um, I write out my goals. I, dr I draw a roadmap to my goals. And if for whatever reason, I feel like they don't serve me anymore, I cut them loose. And I kind of just go through that process. Um, Weekly, quarterly, monthly, yearly, I'm always kind of re-evaluating and, and pivoting in new directions. And so I don't know that I have great clarity. I don't have a great answer. This isn't a clear answer. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, uh, I, I don't, I've never had that North Star where like, I have to do this. I think that to your point, my North Star is like, I just need to be a part of community and be impacting people's lives on some type of level. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like that underlying clarity of that mission kind of guides your actions every day. And that really helps you bring value to people consistently. Yeah. I would say that's, that's really accurate. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel that because um, I'm kind of a similar, like just graduated college 22. I think clarity is really important, but I also was like, okay, I'm going to close 120 deals this year as a real estate agent. Got into being a real estate agent. I was like, this is just draining energy from me and I'm not going to be successful doing it. So I pivoted and I was like more apartment syndication, much like what Grant is doing, but on the active investor side instead of the passive investor side mm -hmm. and podcasting, asking people about their dreams and goals and coaching and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, well, now I, this is what I'm clear on. This is what I'm going to do. But underlying all of that is that kind of just desire to constantly add value to people. So um, I'd say I'm in the same boat with you of like, not super clear, but it's like, is anybody ever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, I was just texting with my, my buddy, uh, Kevin, he's 10 years younger than me. He's kind of one of the guys I've mentored and, um, he's going to turn 27 on Wednesday. And I was telling him, I said, man, when I was 20, I'm 37. And so when I was, when I turned 27, I was living in Oceanside, California, three blocks from the beach. You know, I had a one bedroom studio that was 400 
square feet. And, you know, now at the, you know, it matters, but my house is 4,500 square feet. Right. And it's like, I'm married. I've got two kids. Like I, I never would have imagined the, 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 the twist and turns my life would have taken over the last 10 years. It's, it's been, as it's been, it's, it's been crazy, but it's been a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Well, awesome, man. I got one more question for you and it's going to require a little bit of pretext. So you know how there are people in life that have that fixed mindset, aren't willing to change, aren't willing to accept help. And sometimes they die like that. That's just how mm-hmm. they live their whole life. And then there are people who are like that and they change to growth mindset, accepting help, accepting change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes people to change? Being humble. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And how do people, cause we're not naturally humble. So no. how do people reach that spot of being humble? I mean, for me, it's a meditation and being conscious of ego and realizing that, uh, you know, your ego is um, not you. Right. And so it's like being in meditation, you, you start to be become the observer of your thoughts and your uh, that's constantly at war. So if you can step back and listen to that little voice that's perpetuating the fear inside of you and you can acknowledge it for what it is and really it's just an illusion, um, then you can start to make meaningful differences and walk through your fear. You're always going to have that, that feeling, that emotion, but you get better at analyzing where it's coming from and asking questions. Why do I feel like this? Why am I being triggered here? Um, and, and that's been really helpful for me. I love that. On that note, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, man, this has been great. It's been fun. You've asked some really great questions. Uh, Timothy, I've sit, I mean, man, you're way ahead of where I'm at. Uh, so, you know, um, I love that you've already figured out you've got to make some zigs and some zags at an early age, and you're already serving people uh, by this podcast. Uh, so I applaud you, and I thank you very much for letting me come on. Hey, thanks for that, Tizer. I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, if there's anything we can ever do to help you out, let us know and Will thank do. you for coming on the show. And yeah, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Tizer had to say, you loved his energy, contact him, support him. If you happen to know Grant or Andy, make sure to make the introduction, get him that one-on-one with them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, of course. And as we always ask in this episode, the one to two people, you know, need to hear Tizer's message and need to kind of get his 10 X mentality in their head. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.